0: Hey guys, this is Emanuela Pintas with Flex and Flexibility and I have my friend Kevin here and we are going to do a little interview so that you can get to know a little bit more about me. So Kevin, what do you got?
1: I've been doing yoga for 15 years and I've only been doing your classes for the past two months. different there seems to be an accent there on strength and physical conditioning actually which I like a lot Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. like uh, what kind of yoga training have you had and how did this come about
0: I've done a lot of yoga teacher trainings my first one was in 2005 that was um, in this in Detroit and then I've done more trainings in um, India and Thailand and they're all different but I have my Guru that I do follow, uh, Yogi Vishwaketu, and I've done a lot, most of my trainings with him.
1: You've trained in India?
0: In India, yeah. I've been there three times, training with him.
1: Uh, When was the first time?
0: In 2006, and then again in 2013, I think, maybe, and then again in 2018.
1: Two thousand six I think is when the yoga craze was just starting, but you went all the way to India. I
0: did. I did. (laughs) I'm like, if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it. Yeah. It was great. If anyone ever asks me about doing a yoga teacher training, I always say if you can, do the one month intensive because it puts you right into that zone. Staying at an ashram too, because like you're eating the same food as everyone else and um, yeah, there's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of pros and cons to both. If you do a training that is five months long and you meet once a week, that's great too because you have time to study more in between. Um, but I've done both. Right. I've done both and I'll continue to do more.
1: Over the years, uh, from what I understand in yoga, is that it's kind of a three-way process of diet and focus and training. And is that all the stuff that was incorporated into your teacher training?
0: Well, my teacher training, um, my teacher's yoga is called Akanda Yoga, and so it means holistic and whole, and um, so he focuses on everything. So there's not a, a style. Like he he does the Kundalini and the um, the the Hatha Yoga and like the all different styles. It's all incorporated into that. Uh, he's really big on food. He says that yoga starts in the kitchen. He's really big on um, vegetarianism. But he says you're not a grainitarian. You're a vegetarian. So t- try not to focus too much on, um, you know...
1: Starches. Starches. And, right, yeah. to fill you up.
0: Yeah.
1: Take a lot of veggies. Yeah. So his, I take a lot of hummus with my veggies. Is that okay?
0: Um, it's vegetarian, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I like meat, though. I just did a couple weeks of no meat and... Um, I'm I'm doing meat. I'm just doing it, you know, once a week or Mm -hmm. something now.
1: Yeah. I've got a friend who's almost 70 years of age, and he does meat maybe a couple times a week. The rest of the time, he's vegetarian. Yeah. He's in great shape.
0: Yeah. 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 Some people, I feel, work better with um, vegetarian diets and some without. I tried it. I mean, maybe two weeks wasn't long enough, but... I've done longer vegetarian-type diets, but... Now I'm trying to do no veg, no meat because I want to try and help the animals, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, I think if I just stick with, like, organic meats and stuff like that, then mm-hmm. I, I'll feel better about, you know, hum- humanely raised and, and, and that sort of thing. But again, if I cut my consumption down, then I'll not be hurting as many animals. It's 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 hard. That's a hard thing to, to follow.
1: Well, it's something to take seriously, like, you know, diet, because... You can do, I guess, all the yoga that you want or fitness training you want, but if your diet is not in accord, you're still hurting yourself.
0: Yeah, but it's the same thing. I mean, so I want to try and build muscle. I'm also a bodybuilder, or I was, um, and... i know that there's movies out there the game changers and stuff like that where people were you know building muscle on a vegetarian diet but i think it depends on the person and how they metabolize their foods and you know you possibly could do it if you really
1: and they do say that there are variables that's there are some people are like you know better suited to a vegetarian diet and there are some people who are their bodies naturally take to being carnivores yeah i get
0: it
1: yeah uh when it comes to yoga like i've like been to through a number of different instructors and some put an accent really on the the pose and the stretching being able to get into certain contortions flexibility is very much something your classes work toward but strength also is too like you know you believe in the push-up you also believe in like uh, Crescent Warrior, that kind of thing. Yeah. What is it about strength training that you feel is important for a student?
0: Well, we need to be strong. That's why we have muscle. But we also need to be supple. So that's why flex and flexibility is what I came up with as my, you know, training
1: uh, theory. Oh, that's right. You've also developed... uh, like you know yoga you've been advocating for bodybuilders
0: yeah yoga for bodybuilders hashtag yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah because I've been in the sport for like 25 years and now I have friends that were in the sport 25 years ago and now they're hurting themselves or now they're hurt their back hurts their shoulders hurt from injuries that happened from squatting too much when they were 25
1: following their passion
0: Or just when we're young, we don't think that we will ever hurt ourselves. And so after doing it and doing it and doing it consistently and ignoring the pain, and now you can't do it at all because it caused actual physical damage. So with my... Yoga, I want it to be not so smushy that people don't want to bother doing it. Like, it's still a good enough workout that you can get strong.
1: Oh, it's a workout.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. we do the, the balance of the flexibility involved in it as well. Yeah. So that the, uh, you know, alignment, mobility, like, ab- ability to move just through daily life and get stuff done without hurting yourself. And I'm being a massage therapist for 15 years. I've seen the progression of someone coming to me when they were 55 until they were 70. That is such a big time that could have improved your life. And now he's 70 and coming in and he can't turn his neck. Because he didn't listen to me when he was 55 and did some freaking yoga.
1: (laughs) You know? Well, there's uh, a lot of people in who are in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. The concept of being physically fit uh, back in, you know, 30 years ago or so, mm-hmm. was that, okay, I'm going to work out two, maybe three times a week, and then uh, that should keep me in shape or healthy. And that's done something, but yeah, I, then we were told, no, life is actually about maintenance. Do you agree?
0: I feel like because I've started working out at such a young age, it's easier for me now to maintain compared to someone else who starts working out at 45. So that 45-year-old who just started working out, they're going to have to work out more to keep that maintenance.
1: Well, that is difficult, but uh, what's the kind of encouragement that you can provide or guidance that you give people?
0: It doesn't have to be uncomfortable. It doesn't have Ah, to be
1: difficult. That sounds okay. I'm starting to feel safer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you can do it every day. Yeah. Even just like 20 minutes is enough. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like I said, if you look at it as it's going to be hard, then it's going to be hard. Yeah. You know, I, I used to hate doing back because it was so hard. And then when I changed my thought about it and i'm like i'm just gonna go lighter and just actually enjoy it i was able to lift heavier progress faster because i wasn't resisting it it wasn't so hard that i didn't want to do it and and my mind frame was different
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so it's the same thing with the yoga you know if, if you look at it as you know this is gonna hurt or whatever then your brain knows and it's gonna resist it
1: i went into yoga Just purely on instinct because I've been doing sports ever since I was four years old and I was doing martial arts ever since I was 16 years of age. I was still doing it and this is when I was about 43 years of age when I actually started yoga. And uh, I knew that I was doing something right by going there, my very first class. Uh, And then over the years you learn that yoga in sanskrit means to unite or bring together and is there a specific approach that you do that you do that in your teaching
0: to bring together the physical with the
1: the mind and the body together
0: that's it it has to happen that way that's the only way that's the only way even not just with with anything like bodybuilding it has to be that way too. You can't lift something heavy without being mentally involved in it as well.
1: Well that explains then I think your method of instruction because you're very technical.
0: Yeah.
1: And as opposed to I know I've been to some classes where basically they just show the demonstrate the pose and get into it. But you're you're very much about alignment and doing yeah. adjustments. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I don't do physical adjustments on people too much, only because I want them to feel it in their body. So if I'm if I'm telling you, and, and say Crescent Warrior, to pull your hip forward, you know, keep pushing the the heel back. If I just put you there instead, the next time you're not going to know what to do because mm-hmm. I put you there. Yeah, I can so see that. So if I continuously give you those cues as where things need to go, then you're actually learning.
1: Okay, so me as the student, if I'm receiving this kind of observation from you, you're telling me to pull my one hip forward and the other back and so forth, should I feel bad as a student, like I'm screwing up, like you know I'm requiring extra attention from you, or is this okay? Is that what you're there for?
0: I always need extra attention. We all (laughs) need extra. Oh, that's why it's a practice. No, Uh of course.
1: You have your own practice? You practice daily?
0: Yes, so um, I do it online with my teacher every day. In India? He lives there six months and in Canada six months. Wow. Yeah. So, he, yeah, when he's in India, he'll he'll do... But he does uh, Facebook Lives. He'll do Satsang, which is like talking mm-hmm. with your teacher. Um, he'll do that once a week. Um, he does, like, online trainings.
1: Are you looking into interactive training online? Is that little, something that you're thinking about so doing in the future? To offer? Yes.
0: Um... Yeah, so I've had a couple clients online. Um I like the way he's doing it because he has a, a broader base of people. It's I think it's hard for me to do one-on-one. Okay. Um I like the way that he's doing it where it's like you get a big group and the satsangs are really nice because you can converse with other people. The what? The satsang? Satsang. So satsang is uh talking with your teacher. Okay. So um he'll do a Zoom call with us and, okay. Yeah.
1: So it's interactive.
0: It is interactive when that's he awesome. wants it to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And other times it's important just to follow the teacher's. Guidelines. He just
0: will just talk, and then right. after he'll say, "Do you have any questions?" Okay. and stuff like that.
1: But getting back to my point, mm-hmm. if a student is receiving, if you're telling them to do something, it's like this is out of concern. This is like you know, that's
0: out of safety. Out
1: of safety and concern. Beautiful. Okay. Um. There's a several expressions or words uh that i've been wanting to talk to a really qualified teacher for a while and i wonder if i could just hit you with yes let's do it okay can you tell me what alignment really means when it comes to yoga
0: the best way that your body will hold its strength so it starts from the spine so if the spine is tilted sideways it's going to tilt the shoulders. So if you're trying to stretch your shoulders with a or adjust your shoulders or strengthen your shoulders with an improperly stable spine and an unstable spine, then the shoulder girdle won't hold itself properly. So it all starts from the spine and the feet. Depends on who you talk to. So some some teachers will say the feet is, is the main thing, and then um, most recently they're talking about more of the spine being, I, I think it's more of the spine and then the feet.
1: I knew a shiatsu expert who mm-hmm. came from Asia and uh, is uh, now in Vancouver and doing very well for himself, but uh, he agreed wholeheartedly that it's the spine mm-hmm. and from which you have to work that properly. and if any difficulties there and the problems just emanate from them yeah
0: exactly yeah. exactly i but uh, i learned it pr- it was starting from the feet yeah so I, I for the longest time that's how i taught it um, but now I see both points you know they both they both have to be aligned whatever is touching the floor needs to be aligned so not necessarily the feet mm-hmm. but if you're on your hands and knees then that needs to be aligned if you're on just your hands and a handstand that needs to be like the grounding of where, of what you're coming up from.
1: Okay. Me, me doing a handstand, you can make that happen? I don't do handstands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared to be upside down. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I've tried to learn handstands. I'm not against it. I just, uh, yeah, it's not my thing.
1: You know, you know, I heard that, that there can be, a th- there's a thousand poses in yoga and it, like, there's only a handful of people in the world who can do them all.
0: And it's not necessary to have to do them
1: all, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. The next thing I'd like to understand a little more clearly is breath awareness. Mm-hmm. Why is breathing so important?
0: Breathing keeps us alive. Bottom line.
1: So. But can we do that naturally?
0: Yes, exactly. That's what keeps us alive. So if you want to make your um, energy levels better, your digestion better, your sleep better, then you would make your breathing better because that is the basis. It's just like if you eat shit food, I mean, you'll still live, but you're not optimum. So it's the same thing with your breath. Like you're still breathing, but you're not as optimal as you could be.
1: And what is the breathing methods that are employed in yoga? actually i know a little about this already because i've done your classes yeah there's some really cool stuff that you're doing
0: i really love the kapalabhati breath the um the forceful exhale passive inhale um it's so good for clearing out lung the lungs um it's it's good for your metabolism increasing metabolism um and it's uh, subconscious level on your chakra level it's cleansing your chakras so that's why i really love that one the alternate nostril breathing, Nadi Shodhana, that one is amazing for balancing hormones, balancing emotions, so that's a really good one. And then the, the um, you know, the one where we, like, the hands breathing, where we lift up and then, like, do, like, a squat, like, that's excellent because it's increasing your heart rate, and the, and then you're redoing the reprogramming, so then you do that, stress your body, and then you come back to that diaphragmatic breathing where you're controlling your reactions, so that's when you're really training your brain, training your reactions to stressful situations.
1: And could you just describe what the Ujjayi breath of life is? like very simply, how do I do that?
0: So you, uh, cons- they, they describe it as the ocean sounding breath, um, fogging up a mirror, uh, constrict the back of the throat so that you're breathing through a smaller area. And then this helps to heat the body and it also helps to um, stimulate the thyroid gland, um, and then it helps to make a sound so that you stay focused on what you're doing. So you're listening to your breath as
1: you're moving. So there's a lot of benefits to it. That's awesome. It's uh, I've heard that uh, in a lot of places in the in the East and the Far East that the diaphragm is an important an organ as the heart is, yep. and so the breathing practices you're learning how to use this diaphragm and it actually puts more oxygen into your body and this is why people live longer yeah yeah wow yeah
0: they've they've done um studies like where they've helped people like people who have breathing problems like snoring they'll give them a CPAP, but they won't try to rehab them like the, the CPAP is pushing the air into their lungs. Mm-hmm. But if we did some rehab of breath control, strengthening the diaphragm, stretching open the diaphragm, stretching open the rib cage, you could train yourself to be able to breathe. Maybe you'll still need the CPAP, but maybe not. Like you don't, you haven't tried to work on fixing it. Just the band-aid solution, which is what we all do in North America now. is just like... We go
1: for a, a convenient...
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Convenient but I mean,
0: approach. if you look at it... Long-term, it's not convenient, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like, taking that pill to fix the whatever isn't really convenient because now it's giving you side effects to other things. It still didn't fix the problem. It's just fixing the symptom. Mm -hmm. You know, the same thing with the the CPAP. Like, it's just fixing the symptom of you not breathing. But why aren't you breathing? Like, why (laughs) can't we fix that or at least address it?
1: Well, it's still... Uh, a subject that is really not discussed too much in north america and in yoga it's still kind of in yoga classes it's still kind of a fringe topic yeah uh there aren't too many instructors i've found that really address it seriously and so doing your class was really something and a friend of mine uh she's been doing yoga for 11 years i she came she started coming and she says you were really on your game and she just like, you know, the breathing's amazing. Yeah. So if I'm going to be practicing your breathing techniques, do I need to do it more than five minutes a day? Like, you know, at intervals, just do it here? No, do it there. I
0: mean do it as you can. Just like just like the yoga, right? Like if, if you're if I tell you to do it ten minutes and you're gonna and ten minutes seems too long to you in your head, mm-hmm. you're not gonna do it at all. But if I tell you just do it three minutes, you know, like I just want you to do what you know you will do. Daily is important. The length of time per day isn't so important. You just got to start and you just got to be consistent. So even if it's one minute every day, but it's the daily practice that's important.
1: That is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. There's an expression you used that if you could elaborate for me, uh, you mentioned in one class and you said intention of movement. Mm-hmm what does that mean
0: so like if I tell you raise your arm overhead there's a lot of ways that you could get it there but what is the intention of of it so like it depends on the movement like what is the intention of the movement you've got to know what you're doing so like something so simple as you know turn your palm to face one way like some people don't even have that awareness
1: a range of movement not the
0: range they have the range it's the awareness of it so like i'm just doing it just to get it done because she told me to do it whereas i want you to have the intention of why are you doing it i'm telling you to turn your pommel because i want you to feel the rotation of your shoulder that is what I mean by intention of moving. So, like, if we're doing it. a lunge, yeah. Yep. yeah, you can bend your knee and straighten your back leg. Right. But there's a reason why you're doing the lunge. We're strengthening the legs. We're creating balance in the the left and the right thigh. We're creating balance in the glute and the hamstring. And, the you know, so, like, yeah. there's a purpose to the movement. Find that purpose.
1: That's, I get it, because uh, there was a yoga teacher whose class I was taking, this was a long time ago, and this yoga teacher was describing the very same thing as you are. So, yeah, I, this is a common principle, isn't it? Yes. That teacher used a different term. That teacher used the term engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's engagement or intention of movement. What you're saying is do, don't go through the motions. Feel it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. It.
0: yeah. And I mean, intention and engagement are, could be separated still <clears throat> because your engagement is then once you've got into it now you're firing up and you're strengthening i mean that is still intention because now you're intending to be strong you're intending to be in this posture but um engagement is really like strength Mm -hmm. you know um so that depends on on the strength pose right but you Mm -hmm. can still have intention in your stretch pose you're not engaging anymore but your intention is to relax or stretch this area or whatever but stay focused on the intention you know instead of like especially i see a lot of people who will do pigeon who love pigeon and they just kind of zone out because mm-hmm. you've done it so many times yep. you know what it feels like it feels great so you're just gonna like chill mm-hmm. but i you know you still need to stay in, in in the pose you still need to be there in your practice
1: does and, the breathing help one keep
0: and that was in that zone. And so then we come to that, you know, that uh, ujjayi breath, making that sound, guiding the breath into where you're feeling it. That's intention, you know.
1: So it's so what you're saying here is that the alignment that you're getting people to do in the poses, the breath awareness, and the intention of movement, these three things work together? Yes okay I yes. get it. Yes. Well, okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad okay. that you
0: asked me that because sometimes like I feel like I'm explaining it as best I can but then someone will come at the question in a different way and then it helps me explain it in a different you know um, angle so it's good I love people asking me these things because then it helps me
1: okay yeah uh are you you've got a Facebook site
0: yeah, so Facebook is where I put the live yoga classes. Mm-hmm. And then I upload those classes to YouTube. And they're also, um, there's also the fitness classes on there as well.
1: If a student... Uh, yeah, and I've seen uh, like people are really, really happy with the stuff that you're putting out there. I hope so. <laughs> I really do, I really do. <laughs> um, but if they... Like, you know, if uh, you've introduced something or something that they're interested in, they wish to go, like, a little deeper into it, they've got questions, are they able to contact you through Facebook, or is there an email site? Um,
0: best to go to the flexinflexibility.com, and, okay. and there is, um, you can input your email and uh, get right on the email list, and then that way we have a direct contact back and forth. So when you, once you get on the email list, it goes directly to me, so... That's the best way to do it, rather than Facebook Instagram or whatever. But I am on both Instagram and Facebook.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, if I could, like, you know, hit you with a few more questions next time, that'd be awesome.
0: That's great. Um, I think this was fun. <laughs> okay, guys. So let me know if you want me to talk about anything else, um, yoga-related or bodybuilding-related. And... Um, We will talk to you again soon. Bye, Kevin.
1: Bye. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Emmanuel. Thank you.